Time Out magazine, which is kind of a growing leader in kind of city rankings and information. And really, it's just a great and definitive source if you're visiting a major city on kind of places to eat, sightseeing, free things to do. Really, in general, I think it's a great resource. They have an annual list of the 40 coolest neighborhoods in the world. And they just released that the other day. And so um, it was interesting. Um, Max, did you have anything that jumped out at you? Oh, um, <laughs> I, well, okay. Well, just to cover the list real quick, there's not much of a, uh, the, the, they don't give a lot of information on what how right. they created the, this top 40. Um, no. Timeout does send out a survey every year where they gather a lot of information from city dwellers across the world. And um, purportedly this top 40 neighborhoods ranking came from the surveys as well as further consultation with their experts and editors in the field. So uh, who knows what that really means? Um, there's some kind of data behind it. And, and clearly they were kind of trying to pick uh, sort of under the, up and coming, maybe under the radar a little bit neighborhoods rather than the household names. Um, and, and somehow this top 40 ranking came, perfectly came out to be 40 different cities, right? So, I mean, I'm not yeah. sure exactly <laughs> what went into this, but uh, that said, just, you know, you, it's for fun. It's all for fun. And skimming through the list for me, there were six places that kind of um, I maybe have a little bit of a connection to. Um, and so that that's just what I was going to talk about. At number three, Sam Suipo is a neighborhood in Hong Kong that <laughs> made me laugh because it's a, uh, I have heard this before and Ke my wife Kelly has mentioned this as well, that a lot of, a lot of people, maybe foreigners seem to think that this is a cool hip neighborhood because it's a very local neighborhood. So they don't, so it's, it just seems interesting to people on the outside because it's not like the um, foreigner neighborhoods, the expat neighborhoods in Hong Kong. This is like a real locals neighborhood. But does that make it trendy or cool? I don't know. It's 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 been trending that way supposedly. Um, but we it's it's where we used to always stay because uh, Kelly's aunt has an apartment here, which she got at the at the bottom after the SARS crash, uh, mm. and. So she got a steal of an apartment. And at the time, not only was it, not only was real estate depressed after SARS, but on top of that, this was a bad area. <laughs> and so it, st <laughs> it started to rebound. Um, it became sort of a working class neighborhood for a long time. And now apparently people view it as trendy. And if that's the case, great, um, that's awesome. But uh, it, it's hard for me to see it exactly that way, considering how, we were i was introduced to it um <laughs> seven years ago so uh the other place that jumped out at me uptown in chicago i used to go there um pretty regularly there's a sort of second chinatown really more like a little saigon uh in argyle which is sort of in the northern portion of uptown um and i had a friend who lived there seemed there, there are little gems little cool spots in uptown but didn't mm -hmm. really seem um, seemed a little sketchy at night. 
like a standout. So no. Yeah, so that's my <laughs> recollection of Uptown. Of course, it sounds like it's a theme here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well. So number twenty-six, they have Winwood in Miami, and that's really that. You know, that's what you would expect. Something like that. Winwood mm -hmm. is much more of a mainstream household name. It's considered yeah. cool. It's almost to the point where it's it's too it's considered cool too much that it may not be that cool anymore it stands uh, but, out from some of the places yeah. on the list for sure yeah but but i i enjoyed going to winwood before covid we used to go to winwood a lot um moving on at number 29 they have a place called bugis in singapore and it's just funny because coincidentally that's where we stayed when we were in singapore last year we our hotel was kind of on the outskirts of bugis so um I liked that neighborhood, but I mean, I like a lot of neighborhoods in Singapore. Uh, I I wouldn't have known that it would stand out in any way. Um, it's 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 a good location, um, close to the CBD, multiple transit stops. But um, you know, I didn't I didn't know that <laughs> this would be a top forty neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll skip. Uh, I'll skip. There, I was going to mention some place in Taipei, but really, I don't know anything about it, and so there's no point in talking about that. And then there's a place in Kuala Lumpur that they they list as well, Taman Paramount, which um, apparently is very very close to where my uncle and aunt live, and I have spent lots of time in Petaling Jaya, which is their their city, their suburb of Kuala Lumpur, and Taman Paramount is also in Petaling Jaya, very close by, and um, and, and I'd, I'd love to check that out. That'd be cool. Uh, but I don't know anything about it myself, so. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> there you go. Eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, those are interesting ones that you mentioned. I think, I mean, maybe this is the skeptic in me, but I can't help but wonder if perhaps these neighborhoods are maybe not in, a, in cahoots with Time Out, but kind of are looking for, for some exposure. I know a lot of these neighborhoods might have like a special improvement district or something, a level right. at which things are governed. And so right. I can't help but wonder that um, for a $10,000 fee or you know, maybe not even that much that you get to be one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world too. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not meaning to say that to hate on any of the list of places, but I think as you say, Max, it's really not a primary list you'd still think of. Um, I think the most direct instance for me is uh, Norbra, which is in Copenhagen. It's to the north of downtown. And I really only ended up there because, you know, when Alex and I were there in 2017, we got in this electric bike system and it managed to take us up there. And it, it was, don't be wrong, there was a lot of like, graffiti, which I think is another theme in murals, which is the theme of places like this. But it was kind of, um, you know, off from the beaten tourist path. And so, and, and actually it's a neighborhood where a significant number of immigrants are moving when they get to Norbra or when they get to Copenhagen, I'm sorry. But I, I can't help but wonder if in some ways the coolness of a neighborhood is kind of correlated with the fact that, you know, creatives are able to move in there too. So a fair point might be these places are cool because of the fact that, you know, you can actually live in the city and afford them as opposed to some of these really prime entities and maybe Winwood is eventually going this way where, you know, you won't be able to get in there anymore. I, I think uh, an, another one of the mainstream ones I saw was uh, Little Five Points in Atlanta. And that's kind of a similar mm -hmm. story where it's kind of becoming more well-known, but maybe there is some sort of a financial cutoff or something like that that's causing some of these to fit in. Because I know like 
you know, for some of these, I think um, I don't, for some of the more major cities on the list, I really, even if I was familiar with the city, I wasn't at all familiar with the uh, neighborhood that they had chosen for it. Um, yeah. But a point that I, I really did like seeing is that it was, I mean, I hate to use the word like Eurocentricism or like cultural bias, but like, I think so many of these lists, you really primarily see places from, you know, like Western Europe and Asia Pacific and, and, you know, some of the American primary cities. And I liked that there wasn't that kind of cultural bias there. I, I like seeing there's a neighborhood from Lagos, Nigeria, and I, I can't recall it at this point, but like, I know that's a rising city within Africa and, you know, Johannesburg and Cape Town, I think had neighborhoods on the list too, which maybe you'd expect that a little more, but you know, Africa, there's such a limited amount known on its cities, but yet, you know, it's a rapidly growing place, it's a major center, and it's primed to potentially be the largest city in the world by the end of the 21st century. So I liked really seeing that it was some places that are, maybe people aren't as familiar with. And I guess my hope from it is that whether there is an incentive or what causes the list to be developed or not, that, you know, so many business owners have probably been hurt during COVID. So I hope this helps them to see an improvement on maybe a bit of a kickback for some of the small business owners that are in some of these areas. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I think any kind of exposure, any kind of opportunity where we're going to be talking about these types of places will only help. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite so cynical. So I want to say that, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, they just... Time Out could just do a better job of titling this rather than saying the coolest neighborhoods in the world, which, you know, as we saw on city data, um, a lot of people scoff at, uh, yeah. at this list because of that. Um, maybe just more like to the point of like- Maybe a places, little more transparency yeah, too. Places yeah. you need to check out or something, you know, not as some definitive greatest top 40 um right but maybe that's maybe they did good do a good job of tiling that way so that people would talk about it even we're if sitting it's in here a, talking about yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah yeah 